Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. You were up. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. Merely Bo and the Great Z. How you doing, buddy? Scarabouts! The snow is still driving me crazy, and we've got evil, nasty Gibbe sending us pictures of sun and fun from Florida. Like, I'm happy for you, but don't rub it in while you're taking vacation. The players are back. I'm excited about that. The boys are back in town. We're getting ready. The 2022 season's about to go, and we're like, hey, how can we make the best impression on all these new faces, on the new pieces, on the returners. Let's have them walk through hail and snow and sleet and garbage. Words, weather things that are made up like grapple. Grapple. made stuff up. It's not even a thing. Not a thing. Just made it up. Is there anything that you can think of in your life? You you and I have have a mutual adoration and love and support and take careedness of Gibe. And totally. that is completely a one-way street. Unrequited. Where he, good word, where he does, not only does he do very little to put us in a position to succeed, but also goes, like, is chesty about our failures. It almost feels like for the last several rare. years, which are rare, it feels like If he, at all. If at all. It almost feels like he revels in any sort of adversity you or I may have and and then is chesty about that. And this was another example of this this morning. Like, I'm not going to, if I'm in a nice spot, I'm not going to stick it to you. No. That I'm in a nice spot. He can't wait to stick it to you. The weird thing is, yeah, like, I'd be pumped for you. Like, hey, how's the Bahamas? How's it going? Is it a great, great time? Son? Live great, awesome. Thriving? But I'm never not like, ha, 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 He's that guy. He's that guy. That's what he is. It's amazing. Like you're dying on with due to hot sauce and he's over your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's Gibby. That's Gibby. Yucking it up. Yucking it up. It's not the cold, it's the precipitation. That's where I'm at. I can deal with 38. I'm not crazy about it. I can deal with it. It's the rain and the snow and the grapple and the other nonsense. Right. Give I, me 38 and high winds that yeah. dry the ground dry out so that we can play golf like civilized people. When do you suspect as you were looking at, I was looking at an extended. When do you think there's going to be an opportunity for the ball on a drive to roll and not plug? Is it May? Is it the middle of May? Is brother, it Memorial Day? Brother, we're into June, my friend. I don't think I carts think are right. going to be off paths until June. I think we're into June. I mean, look at the the 10-day. You have in the next 10 days, one, two, three, four, five. Five of the next 10 days have – at least a 40% chance of precipitation. And you have a 90 in there on Thursday. It's going to rain all day Thursday. It's going to rain all day Monday, 75. And we're going to go. Here's the amazing thing is if you only lived here on Wednesdays, you'd be like, or a first Friday, as we like to call it, this Wednesday, 55 and sunny. Next Wednesday, 50 and sunny. And in between, you will get as high as 81 degrees. Allegedly. Apparently that's happening this weekend, right? But it's going to rain. And then we're back down to 50 by next Wednesday. Thursday. Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's not exactly going to dry out, Coach. Uh, no. You're going to be a mutter for a long time. 68% humidity currently. Just outrageous. 
I mean, it was a straight up blizzard this morning. Connor, the official Nana says that there's no video. Is that are you? No, is that's it, not great. Are you? Is that possible? She's could be having technological issues, so let's just we won't put that past her. We certainly believe in Connor, who by the way survived Connor a K. Connor with a K, who now every time I do a voiceover for him and have to have a use provision in the contract. I did an unbelievable voiceover. Got bumped. A use provision? Yeah, that's right. How Bye. are you getting bumped? Who's saying this? Huh? Who's saying this? Who's saying what? There's no video. My nana. The official. My nana. mom. The official yeah. nana of the show. Is she wrong? Uh, it is up right now. I'm looking at the video. She Sorry, might be Nana. talking about the uh, monitor. There's no CVD logo on the monitor currently. Oh, that uh, could be. That could be it. That, that could, could be, be it. it. But, but I have no clarification. Stream. No, she's listening. I'm saying we're on. Sorry, Nana. Sorry, Nana. Hopefully get it worked out. I apologize. Uh, no, you're good. Connor, by the way, though, was almost struck by a snowball thrown by our great safety, John Johnson III. But I like that type of jocularity. It. Probably in good yeah. spirit for, yeah. for 43. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great I like spirits. That. Yeah. Connor's the first person he here. What was to it like today? To you. What was it like today? First, uh, it started off very calm. You know, it was uh, no snow had fallen yet. It was it was a little chilly. It wasn't too bad, but I want to say maybe about seven thirty, everything just started dropping, and it was a complete whiteout. So I mean, <laughs> players got here safely. Um, it was it was great to see the guys in the building, and uh, um, just excited for the season to start. You know. He is a big Cleveland guy. I don't know if you saw at the uh, at the game against the Hawks. Our Connor was was working the the part of a heel, not actually an Atlanta Hawks fan, but was the guy who they got. You know, Mod would interview and then he'd rip off his shirt and have a Hawks jersey. I'd be like, I'm a Hawks fan. Yep, Go Hawks! Sprayed by popcorn the whole works. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You you are an actor. I yeah. I am. Yeah. You are an actor, and you were I, playing acting. Self-proclaimed, self self-proclaimed actor. Wow. I thought it was brilliant. Juilliard, uh, yes. Columbia. <laughs> Columbia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, very good, very, very good, nice. very good. Yeah. So you were you were in a skit? Yeah, Multiple. Yeah, I would say it was an in-game. Multiple. Skit, yeah. In-game were you there? How did you see all of it? Because it went viral. I I wow. posted on my Instagram story. Oh okay. And okay. uh, in- so that's viral. Yeah. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> Instagram is your course. You know, three hundred plus followers. You know, I follow my social, man. I follow my social. I think viral is you know. Little more than listen. That, he maybe. he did such a good job. Yeah. Okay. That at one point he went up to the bathroom, and four dudes were kind of giving the business to the point where it was like uncomfortable, and he was like, "This could get weird." Just and, so and you're aware, it's all a bunch of nonsense. Like I'm not, you know, they're paying me to be this the heel. Yeah, but he didn't even get had time to get there. He's just like, "I'm out." Did you revel in being a heel? Did you enjoy it? Uh, it was it was an interesting experience, that's for sure. Uh, he was a I natural heel when we first brought him in, when he's well, putting sure. me at the bottom he, of the course, rankings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well down the rankings. Yeah, but now he's he's in training. Of course, yeah. yeah. MTIT. That's right. Yeah. Meal ticket in training. training. That's right. Coined it. That's right. That's amazing that he was the that he was an actor. That's incredible. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? I think that's. I great. think I would have had a blast yeah. doing that. Well. Oh, that's pretty. Brown's therapy's on a high. He's coming out swinging right away. It's, he's ready. Did you see yeah. a question that was posed to us, by the way? Go ahead. As we get into a little frivolity, and we're going to go through the defense today. We gave you the whole offensive rundown. We gave you the full defensive rundown, some new pieces in place, by the sure. way. By the way, and, and also just for people who are saying, well, what's going on here? Not much. Not much. I mean, they're back. They're here. And now they can. But, but there's not much they can do. This is, yeah. this is the new offseason. So this is what, lifting weights, some meetings. 
Yeah, some jumping, I bet. Probably, Box probably jumps. some jumping. Yeah, those Perhaps type some of running. Moves. So yeah, there's yeah. No, you're not you're not missing eleven on eleven, kids. Oh no, we're <laughs> we're a long way from that. Yeah, if if that starts at the last week, maybe the last week of May. Right. You might get your. First I just OTA. wanted so people yeah. knew. They're like, hey, you idiots! Like the team's here. Why aren't you telling us what's happening? Well, because nothing is. They're here. They're but here. that's it. That's really the extent. I'll of tell it. you what. There's a little juice though. There's meetings going on. There's setting the tone for the season, baby. I mean, there was juice seeing Watson, you know, in the images with the snow coming down around him in a fantastic Gucci shirt. That was Connor, great. can you confirm or deny that I know that, like, in the meeting, like, there's always, like, the one word for the year, and it's been work, but I heard this year it was, Scaramooch! I cannot confirm nor deny. Scaramooch, it's amazing you just made up a word. It really is. I actually, my, for, uh, my, my foremost Italian friend, uh, because I have been doing a lot of gay quesadich to the yeah. boys so they get home yeah. from school. Yeah. I've been I've been stealing that. I was just bored by quesadich. Well, I think it's fine. I think it's great that you made up your own word. I yeah. think quesadich is fine. It's actually a phrase, <laughs> and so I use it on the boys. It's actually a phrase. As opposed to one made up. Um, so I've been using it on the boys, and my wife has very little patience for it, and I think my oldest thinks that I'm an idiot. Uh, Bootsy loves it. He's a big of course, fan, he's of eating course. It up. He's, he would love it. Let's drop a scaramooch on him. Yeah, he he's loves gonna it. He's going to go bonkers. Yeah. Um, you want to go for a soak? Scaramooch! There we go. Drop that. I think Beamsy's a fan. I think he's for it. Yeah, I can see um, him for He it. also was, by the way, Beamsy approved if I want to change his nickname to Kingsley. Uh, he has approved that. So we'll, I might work in a Kingsley on him. Do it. And make that happen. Um, he's Beamsy because his name is Parker, and I named him secretly yes. after Parker Beam, yes. who was one of the guys who did Jim Beam Bourbon, and my wife's family didn't know about that. They're my wife, and so. That's why I call him Beamsy. But anyway. I do like that. Um, so I asked one of my Italian buddies, is it okay? Like, I don't have any Italian blood. Is it all right if I I drop? do. I'm a quarter. <clears throat> See, so you have no problem. Nani from Sicily. So I said, um, I go, is it all right if I drop a case at each? Or is that, you know. Is that over said, the line? If I crossed a line. He said, no, I think you're fine. He goes, you're fine. You're good. What does he think about uh, Frank Severo? Big fan. Big fan of Just, Severo. Did you watch the steak one? I will, of course. I watched How great it. was it? Oh, my God. It was incredible. I mean, just the whole thing. I love the – I mean, the fact that it's not – that it is lost on him, that he is charging people $100 to do the autographs and the photos at some dive bar where they – Well, they are the getting seat, a cigar. And they filmed at the, at the place at, for and Goodfellas, for the restaurant, for the bar. But he, he's sitting here in front of a steak. He goes, having a nice steak. You're not going to get the ribeye like this up there? So I thought I would eat it here. Like – and he was like searching like for his words he's too. It took a while. It, yeah. He's sticking it to, to the, the place where he's going to do the appearance. Yeah, yeah you're going to get a burger. Said, you're not going to get this type of food up there. That's why I'm eating here yeah. first. And I got a nice glass of the vino. And they're paying for. He brings. He had the whole, bought the whole bottle. <laughs> the whole bottle well, what else are you going to do? What are you going to do? What of course, are you going to buy the bottle. All right, Sheldon. So anyway, Sheldon, not Richardson. Which is greater, Bo Bishop's fear of birds, uh-huh. or Nathan's girl's abhorrence? <laughs> Towards equal, hard-boiled eggs. Equal, because it's funny that you say this, not Sheldon. Um, last week, when you when I understood the full level of your hard-boiled egg situation, uh, when, I, when I realized how deep that went and the cause for the trauma, and I have yeah. similar trauma with the birds, I actually was in there uh, with the artist formerly known as Gibbe, and um, and forever will now be Trader. Um, when we when I we said I said when you said that you couldn't even be in the room with hard-boiled eggs. I said this, that would be similar. This is exactly what I said. If I walked in here and there were a bunch of like turkeys or vultures in the studio, like I could not physically handle it. I think it would be a straight panic. I think I would straight panic. Yeah. So it'd be the same. I think it's similar. We'd run right on out of there. I mean, what about the day I sent you the pictures and I realized that these birds have feathers on their head, but 
yeah. at, outside the stadium, there were a billion a billion. Seagulls. How many, like, remember we went to the stadium for the meeting last week? How many, like, have you ever seen anything like that? I no, mean, it, it was. It was completely covered the parking lot from end to end. End to end. Like, it was completely covered. Seagulls. Ev- seagulls. E- everywhere. Uh, first, I was like, how's this parking lot white and floating? And then I realized it was because it was all seagulls. Like, I mean, if, they're a pest, man. If those seagulls, the amount of seagulls were there, had decided that even if if me and Connor were walking through the it's parking like they lot got organized. and we're like, we're taking those dudes out, we'd have no chance. Yeah, they, they could fly us away. That's fly us away. There oh, was a God, million yeah. of them. There's no yeah. question. The only thing that we have like going for us. Like those flying monkeys in Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Scary. Pretty, pretty exactly. dicey. Terrifying, those yeah. things. You know, my t- we did that, right? Did we do the Wizard of Oz, Oz take? That really, that movie sucks. Here's but we take. just had to watch it. Oh, you're with me. Yeah, oh, I yeah. knew. I knew it. Of course. Yeah, that movie sucks. Trash. But you had just had to watch it because you were a kid because it was on every year. This is what we do. We watch it. It sucks. Um, the, the thing about the, the bird, the only thing we have going for us with the birds is that their brains are really small. Bird brain. That's, That's the it. term. That's it. Speaking of bird brain, my dog Asa must be a bird brain because this morning I wake up and go and get her. And we had moved her little sleeping area. It had been in the dining room, but we'd had people over. So we moved it to another room, but she still had her little bed and her little every- – it's the same thing. Same setup. Dip- yep. t- totally same setup. I come out this morning, and there is just what I would call a pile slash smear – of dung which was a shot across the bow to the point where i like i was using i had to use, get on my hands and knees it stunk butter knife to scrape it out of the crevasses of the carpet because it oh was like my a, god it was a miserable i was she was pissed well and she was at you well moving her bedroom like not not a fan i was so mad so i let her know i exchanged some pleasantries with yep. her i pick her up she responds to me picking up because i had yeah i said Look at what you've done. Sure. You can't do this. You know, you put your nose in it, and yep. so then she proceeds to pee all over my arm oh while I'm holding gosh, her. Oh, my gosh. It's full on war. So in the cage she goes. Yep. She's in the cage. I leave her, and she's in there for a, a while because I'm – like, I was mad. Like, I was yeah. hot. This yeah. was a very – We're past this. It's about an hour. She's yeah, we're way past this. We're long past this. No, this, yeah. was, a, this was a shot. Clearly. It's, it's it was a spite war, poop. I think. Yes, yeah, this was like Latte yeah. Larry's. Yep. And it took, because as I said, it took me about an hour to clean up. Because I'm literally there with a butter knife trying to get in and pop these things up onto a paper towel. Oh I've got God. the wool light. I've got the, all the pet spray. Like, and it stinks. Of course it does. It's poop. That's right. So then I'm like, it's like she has the audacity to whine. I come over and say, you, have, you will be silent. On deaf ears. Go back. So I decided to finally let her out before I go so I could be like, all right, you know. So I'm like, are you sorry? Are you sorry for what you've done? We're sitting position? on the couch. She's, I'm on the couch. She's next to me, like two cushions over. And I'm like, are you going to come here and give me a kiss and like say you're sorry? Like, I was like, so are you sorry? Yeah. And she was like this. Like, she's like it. I was like, so does that mean you're sorry? Defiant. And she'd like let her eyes come and look at me, see if I'm still <laughs> looking. Then she'll keep looking up there. She said, you did this. Yeah. You moved my house. You moved my bedroom without my say so. Outrageous level of response. A lot of retaliation on the dog. Yeah, it is. You moved. They moved the bedroom without permission. By the way, That's moved it at. off of a hardwood floor onto a carpet. Yeah, it doesn't view it that way. You moved the the bedroom without permission. Better spot, honestly. It's the room she likes to hang out in. Like it, literally, everything about it should have been like right <laughs> up her alley. Like it could not have been better. It was for not. Her. 
not for it. How quickly does that butter knife go in the garbage? Um, it's all right. It may gone. It might be in Timbuktu. It's gone at this point. That's right. Yeah. So if, if you're someone who goes through that type of stuff and you find a butter knife, best let it lay. lick at your own peril. <laughs> I'd stay away. I was I was hot, dude. That's a lot going on. What age is is Asa now? Like five or six. Yeah, we're beat, we're past all this. And we so just this had our good friends had just yeah. had the had unfortunately to put down R.I.P. Ollie, their dog yesterday, thirteen years old, and we're saying to Asa, like, yeah, stay healthy. We love you so much. Sure. Like, you're such a good dog. She says, Well, why'd you move my bedroom, Dad? And she goes you and jerk. drops a bomb on us. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Unbelievable. Not great. Not great. Not great. You wanna no. know what is great? Now you tell me. I was going to use that transition if you weren't. I had something to go to. You. I had something ready for you. This Let's is go. great. Um, Big T transition. So uh, there is, a, there is a, a wing restaurant, primarily in the south. I don't know if there's any of them up here that is named after an owl that is called Hooters. Okay? Oh, God. Yeah, I've seen so this, of course. You're aware of this, right? Yeah, of course. So, all right. So there is, a, there is a, a professional golfer, uh, historically, that would have – uh, a particular affinity for this type of place and would be the perfect patron for this type of place. And now we have perhaps the greatest marriage of product yes. and athlete yes. in the history of sport. And I'm not, I don't feel like don't it. there's feel an like ounce hyperbole. of hyperbole. No. And I would say that there will also be a benefit now because this is now in a name, image, and likeness era. Yes. So John Daly's son Little signed John. Little John Who's a golfer at Arkansas. Who's good. Who's really good. Signed a name, image, and likeness deal with Hooters. That's right. Find a better match. I dare you. I mean, and the, the picture that they use to announce the partnership is outrageous. Everything about it is. I couldn't be more thrilled by the whole operation. And I, the funny thing was I had just somebody had just sent me a video on TikTok this morning of John Daly swigging a beer, putting the can down, being like, you got to clean the foam off, putting a golf ball on it, and just absolutely crushing it right off the can without the can moving with the driver. <laughs> Still got it. And Little John. His name is Little John. Little John. Like and Robin Hood's ironic, buddy. Also an ironic <laughs> like Little John. Yes. Too ironic Little John. His Johns. name is Little John. What a job. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, the, the guys are here. They, are, they aren't doing much. They're, they're you know, a little bit of working out, some meetings. That's kind of where you're at. It's a be a while before you have any sort of football activities. This is where you are in the new uh, OTA world. And so that's where we are at this point. It was cool seeing them walking in soon. Cool seeing on uh, Cleveland Browns on the, on the social channels, uh, the various players walking in. Uh, the chief was not thrilled with the snow, it appeared. He was not thrilled by it. Well, I don't blame him. Right. Or really anybody who's had an issue with the snow. <laughs> because, frankly, I've got a big issue with the snow. We're not happy about it. I no. don't know why you would be happy about it. So it's very, uh, very sad. Very it is. Sad indeed. It is very sad. I mean, it's just unbelievable. The, the John Daly thing is just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's absolutely perfect. perfect. Before we go into this ahead. break, just a little bit of news, Browns news uh, that we'll talk about, especially on the two guys up front. But the Browns have signed defensive tackle Sheldon Day and defensive end Stephen Weatherly. Additionally, Jamarcus Bradley and Michael Dunn have signed their tenders. We talked about Dunn and Bradley yesterday in the offensive line and receiver rooms, respectively. I love Sheldon Day, former fourth-round pick of the Jags. He was on the Browns and uh, – Practice squad 2020, seven games last year, 21 tackles, one sack, had a great preseason. Just a steady guy. Was a starter on the Niners' defensive line in that Super Bowl, played for them for Chris Kiffin. So I'm thrilled that he is back. And then the Browns also brought in defensive end Stephen Weatherly. And that's, look, you had three guys in each room. 
Yeah. You can't do that. Need some dudes. He was a seventh-round pick by Minnesota in 2016. Oh, so obviously Stefanski and others on this staff are familiar with him. Uh, out of Vanderbilt, 73 career games with the Vikings from 16 to 19 in 2021. Panthers and Broncos, 101 tackles, eight and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. Last year, six games with the Vikings, nine with the Broncos, had two and a half sacks. So uh, a veteran guy on the defense that can play some of that end with you. So now you've got Miles, you've got Bunovich, you've got Weatherly, and you have... Uh, Curtis Weaver in that room as of today. And I don't think the Browns are done at either of those positions, but just nice, solid, steady veterans. Good job out of you. We'll Good go job out of Andrew Barry. Come on. We'll go through the defensive room, start on the defensive front. We will do that coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? You do so, it might just feel like a spa. If you use the Bath Authority, it probably will. And they can make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. Give them a call now, 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Acrylic tubs that insulate, keep that heat in, tub to shower, conversions, superior products, expert installers. Again, that number is 216-220-8399. 500 bucks off. If you give them a call right now, also thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. As we continue our look at where we are heading into the draft week, which will be next week, um, and coming out of the first push of free agency, we will do the defensive side of the ball today. Did the offense yesterday. Encourage That's you to right. listen to that. If you, uh, if you missed that, it's all on the podcast. You'll be able to, to listen to where we are on that type of thing. So let's start on the defensive line, my friend. And uh, this is something we've talked about a lot. A defensive line is a priority, obviously, but also depth at defensive in the middle of the defense as well, and potentially even at 44 at defensive end. Yeah, I think uh, you look at these two positions, and it is uh, I think that defensive end and interior of the defensive line, it would not surprise me if both positions are drafted. If you were to say, Nathan, do you think it is more likely that it would be an edge rusher at 44 than it would be a defensive tackle? I would say absolutely. I think I've made it pretty clear that I would be surprised that the Browns, and as many mocks have indicated, that the Browns would take a, a two-down defensive tackle at 44. I don't see that. However, if there is somebody Real that quick. is a special talent. I have enjoyed yeah. when the people that we consider among the smartest, and they are, when we have them on and they put that position at 44 and we say, well, wait a second, does this fit? Are we sure this fits? Then they acknowledge that it doesn't. No, but they still They're doing it anyway. Do it. And so maybe Jones out of Connecticut is that special that they think having him would free up Jeremiah yeah. Usu-Koromoa because he would eat so many blockers that it would allow Koromoa to be more dynamic. So is it possible? Yes. Do I believe that it's likely? I don't. So I do think, though, an edge rusher at 44 feels pretty likely or a wide receiver, but somewhere in there. Oh, the lovely Miss Kay. There she is. Love you, babe. Um, she's saying the heck with the cold. Yes, she's just like, forget it. Forget it. it. I'm, I'm out of it. State of mind. State of mind. That's right. I was. I almost wore my bucket hat. Remember our first year we went out and got bucket hats? You did. You went and got them, or maybe we sent Stevie? 
Did we send Stevie to get us bucket hats? The white, are you talking about the, the white? With like a kind of a pillowy? Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice bucket. It's probably beaut. my favorite one. I think we maybe sent Stevie I think out. I have it in the office here, as a matter of fact. Mine. I yeah. almost put it on today just as a state of mind. Like, But then I didn't know if luminaries would be here and go, what the hell are you doing? It's great for keeping the snow off of your head. That's true. Yeah. So, Sorry. Anyway. Yes. I do remember that. Anyway, um, but I think that, that you know, you're going to address this defensive line in this draft. And under this regime, you've addressed the defensive line, especially on the interior of it, in each of the two drafts under Andrew Barry, one in the third round and one in the fourth round, Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togiai. So let's just take a look at the state of the defensive line. And these are this will be the position of greatest turnover on the defensive side of the roster. On the offensive side of the roster, obviously quarterback is a completely new room. Yep. And wide receiver will have significant turnover. Defensive line will have significant turnover as well. And so we start with the ends, the edge rushing positions. Miles Garrett, he's back. Franchise record, career high 16 sacks last year. First team all pro for the second straight year. Pro bowler for the third time in his career in second straight season. First Brown in team history record double digit sacks in four straight seasons. He was pro football folks' number one graded edge defender, number one pass rush grade in the NFL, number two overall defensive grade in the NFL. In other words, he's he's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Scott Amooch. Guy can play. <laughs> Scott. Now we've got How'd you settle on that? Just what it sounded it just like felt, in your head, it feels better to you? It's what I, I thought he said from, like, watching the video one time with you. <laughs> so and you're then, just leading into it. And then, I, yeah, I was just having point, fun. And then that it just people it was getting a great response. So I'm like, well, why would course, I change it? It's really the attitude. Yeah. So, like, just so you know, so Kayserich sounds a lot like my buddy. each yeah. Sounds a lot like my buddy used to call uh, Dan Gadzerich. Remember that guy? Uh -huh. No. That wasn't his but, name. Dan Gadzerich. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he would call him Gadzerich. Gadzerich. So it sounded too similar to that to me, and that never took off for me like it did for yeah. him. So I felt like there, maybe the each it doesn't the work as well as, a, so as, you, a, as a Scaramooch. Scaramooch. Yeah, Scaramooch. Scaramooch. So I've been really enjoying it. Anyway. I like it, yeah. All right. Opposite miles. Last year we had Clowney. And I just – it feels like these are not scores, but it does feel like the longer it goes on, the better it is for the Browns. If somebody had jumped at him with the financial offer that was going to woo him from the Browns, I believe he would have taken that offer already. Yeah. That's just me. So the longer it goes on, I think the better for the Browns. You're still hearing, you know, both camps are interested. A lot of mutual interest there. Look, Clowney was great last year. Nine sacks in 14 games. 11 tackles for loss. 19 quarterback hits. He was excellent against the run. I was a Pro Bowl alternate. I know that the Browns want to bring him back. I'm still hoping that he will be back. But if he's not, it's Garrett. It is, as of now, Chase Winovich, who the Browns brought in from New England in the trade for Mac Wilson, who had 11 sacks, five and a half in each of his first two seasons, which would be perfect in that third pass rusher role that was occupied by Tack McKinley last year, um, who I thought was very good, but obviously he had the Achilles injury in week 15. Um, and so he's likely not ready, and who knows what his future holds. I'd love to have him back. was a big fan of what Tack brought. But you think about the guys who played for the Browns last year. Clowney, still a free agent. Tack, injured free agent. Effetti Odenabo, free agent. Porter Gustin, five-star free agent. The only other guy we've got from last year's roster to play defensive end, other than Miles, from last year's team, is Curtis Weaver, who's on a reserve futures deal, made his debut in, against Cincy in Week 18. Six snaps, he had one quarterback pressure. So, Miles, and then a guy who played six snaps. Now, Winovich is a three-year veteran in the league, former third-round pick. Yeah. 
And now you've brought in Steven Weatherly, who I noted in the opening uh, is a guy that comes in seven years of experience and that he's a guy that's going to give that. He's got some history here. He's got eight and a half career sacks. He started games. Is he the answer there? No, but he is certainly a valuable, reliable veteran. Like the Browns had Joe Jackson in that role for a time last year. Uh, Odenabo was that way as well. So, this is another guy like Odenabo that Stefanski knew from Minnesota. They bring him in. Um, and, and so now your room as it sits today is Garrett, Winovich, Weatherly, and Weaver. My guess is the longer this goes on, the more likely it is that Clowney comes back. Because one of the things we'll talk about when we get to the corners is Denzel, his deal. That actually lowered his cap number for this year, providing more runway. And I think the Browns in their mind would love bring Clowney back, get the edge of the future in the second round because it's a loaded draft at that spot. Yep. And then you're going to have you're going to be you know cooking with gas as we say. Weaver was somebody who you you he's still here. You kept yep. waiting for him to pop, and it hasn't happened yet. Every time that there's been opportunity to play, he's been pushed past over. Whether it was by Port Augustine a couple of years ago or Denebo, Denebo, others yep. who would jump past him, and you keep waiting for him to go, and it just hasn't happened yet. No, but uh, somebody that they like, they like the progress that he made as the season went on. You know, we talked about transforming his body and a guy who was very productive at Boise State. I think this is the year, right? It's now or never for him in this room because let's talk about the room for a second. And and by the time we get to camp, you're going to have, my guess, eight defensive ends here. We have four right now. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of competition. Miles is a lock. Winovich is feeling probably pretty in a good spot. I guess if we use an early draft pick, that would be in a good spot. And if we have Clowney, that's your four right that's there. Four, yeah. Weatherly, Weaver would be a practice squad candidate. But you're going to have some more guys brought in here that at that spot. So highly competitive there. But Weaver is a guy that's going to have – this is going to be a big offseason for him to say, yes, I belong to stay in the program. Or maybe he you know, has a great camp. But, yeah, a big offseason for him. I think you're absolutely correct to note that. So that's the edges now, as you go to the interior of the defensive line, Malik Jackson last year, 16 games, 646 snaps, most among defensive tackles. Free agent. Malik McDowell played 645 snaps, second most among defensive tackles. Free agent and off-field issues. So Jordan Elliott is here, third-round pick in 2020, played in 16 games last year, career-high 464 snaps, uh, notched his first half of a sack against Baltimore. He had career highs in pressures with 10 and tackles with 26 this season. But you're talking about this guy needing to be one of your real dudes in year three. We haven't seen that yet. Then you got Tommy Togiai. Fourth-round pick from Ohio State was on the practice squad on the active roster. Didn't get to the active roster, though, till week 10 against New England. Appeared in six games, 125 snaps, two pressures, a half a sack, and 16 tackles. Working hard, but now again, we're talking about, is he a guy that's going to have to start for you as it stands right now? And then you've brought in Taven Bryan, the former first-round pick out of Florida, who was with the Jags. It did not work out. Does he have a chance to resurrect his career? Yes, the traits are there, former first-round pick. And then the fourth guy is, is the very reliable Sheldon Day. Six-year veteran, uh, seven games last year, 233 snaps, a sack, 21 tackles, 11 quarterback pressures. I thought he did very, very well against Green Bay when he started on Christmas Day. He was actually the Browns' highest-graded defensive tackle in 2021 per pro football focus. So now that room is Day, Brian, Elliott, Togiai. Four 
okay, but there is not one. Not a dude. Not, not yet. Not traditionally. Not, not yet. What you would say traditionally. Not yet. And so that's why I think so many people have the Browns going defensive tackle in round two. Do I think that happens again? No. Is it possible? Sure. But that is a room that I think there will be somebody added in the draft and also in free agency beyond what we've got already. Because you're going to need eight of those guys. We've always had eight going into camp. So there could be an undrafted free agent in there as well. But there, there's gonna, there are going to be some additions to that room. These rooms are incomplete right now, and these are the only rooms on the roster outside of the receiver room where we're not totally sure, where we don't know what our opening day starting group looks like. Yeah, and, and it could be as many as Miles and three new faces that aren't here right now, very likely. Well, right. Well, hopefully it's Miles and Clowney. Hopefully Clowney well, comes right, back. Well, right, but right but now he's not. As of now, it's as Miles now, and not. three new faces, three yeah. new starters. Yeah, so there, there's the biggest transition possible is here. This and receiver is, is certainly where it is. Yeah. Um, all right. By the way, I mean, that you just think about Malik. There's been so many things that have happened, and you think about, you know, what happened with him and – what we saw from him last year and thinking how that could have been a such a positive thing and, and who knows what happens going forward uh but that was something you think boy bring it on back and run it back with him and continues to resurrect his career has the off field and and now we'll see where all of that shakes out yeah. uh but a lot a lot needing to shake out in that room between now and august very clearly a lot of activity and again this is a reminder as we're going through these guys um how many things are left not done or really I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, not just the draft, but still in free agency. We found that yesterday at receiver. We're finding that at the defensive line. Uh, those positions are the ones that are most alarming. Uh, as for the linebacker position, we will get into that coming up next. Who's here? Do we expect to add to it? What could that look like by the time we get to camp? That is coming up next. Let's to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling, secret methods, picking lottery numbers, betting big when you're on a roll. The myths can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at keepitfunohio.com. As we continue our, our look through the roster, as uh, the guys reported here today to snowy Cleveland, it's snowing right now. It's still doing it. Brother, it, it's a whiteout out there. It's wild. Nobody's prepared for this. Everybody's taking their snows off. Not me. Leave them on. Not me. Left of my side. I'm not taking mine off till May anymore. We can't do it. June, can't trust June, it. June 17th. Better on the mic, The Rock or Ric Flair? Are they the two best? Clearly, right? I mean, my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling talkers would be, and I love that you just came. I don't even know where this came from, but I love I'll it. I'll tell you in a second. Rock, okay. Flair, the Macho Man. The Macho Man was incredible. He really was. Incredible. Um, Stone Cold in a in a he wasn't the long it was way. a very different way yeah like those three are probably my top three I, other names are just flooding into my mind like I thought Chris Jericho has always been a great talker um, my good friend the Miz tremendous talker tremendous talker yeah but yeah, those would be the those are the, that's the top three somebody put me on to a uh, a no context flair oh, that's great on Twitter that I hadn't seen. I don't know how it got. I'm starting to get all this stuff 
like Twitter's now pushing stuff my way. I don't remember it doing Good. that before. You're welcome. But now it's pushing stuff. Maybe it's you. Maybe you are pushing. You're being pushed my way. And so things you like. Do you follow No Context Flare? Yeah. Okay. So somehow this this shows up. No Context Flare shows Rock up. Promo is a great one to follow. And um, and I spent last night. I was as the the Amy went to bed early, and so the boys. I was up, and I was kind of flipping through, and I I was it popped up, and I was wa- watching them like. Every one of these is a he's smoking them. Oh yeah, he's just killing it, and yeah. it's a different because uh, Laurenitis was telling me that in those days it was put on the camera and make something up. It wasn't like, scripted. It was like, scripted. all right, you have to set up your fight with this guy. You got to go from here to here. Yep. We need you but to start here and get here. But how you get this, there? Hit that, but you it's do up the to rest. you. Yep. This is an which is way better. Thing. Right. Yeah. So like when his when his dad was with you know when they had the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom like that's what they you know tell them Hawk and then talk yeah. would finish and that was it. Um, and then Rock changed well. everything because he was so good at it that everybody said, "Well, we got to we got to script it so that we can be this good." But the scripting it, you can't be. As you good. can't. It has be. to be real. Yeah. yeah. So Rock is the best with that the in the scripting part of it. Clearly, like his are the theatric. It's stunning. Yeah, he's great. Gift, but Flair is remarkable from the standpoint of the way that he just absolutely annihilates people off the cuff like people in the yeah. stands and stuff oh uh, paul Heyman would be the other paul Heyman is it would be if i needed a fourth on mount rushmore he's the fourth greatest promo even though he's a manager yeah the best the best and he's great at that like they'll be after shows if a fan gives him the business he'll just eviscerate them right yeah. just yeah you're bringing a knife to a gunfight my friends i like it I like it. I thought it, that was good. So that that got the, yeah, the no context flair. Yeah, no, there's a no context dusty as well, where some great dusty roads quotes. Does he have, his he is just... really funny, but it felt to, so I was not, I'm, I don't remember him as anything other than when he got to WWF, and he was like <laughs> which that, was a, just which a, is a shame a, in retrospect. Now that I see what he was before, don't never watch anything. He did in WWE. It's a disgrace what they did to him. Really watch is. everything before. Wonder why they thought to do that. Because Vince is petty, so he was a star without Vince. So Vince thought it'd be funny to turn him into a comedy guy. Oh, really? That's what that's about. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I wasn't. Again, that was. He was in the, the polka pre- dots. He was in that ridiculous black and yellow with polka dots dancing sapphire. around. Sapphire. Yeah, ludicrous. It really was. <laughs> really Des- was despicable. Now is this his kid who's big now? Cody Rhodes. Yeah, huge. The American Nightmare. Not and the so, American dream. So he came in and saved. He just came back. Of, he was spent. He was gone for a while. Was in. He started AEW. Was mm-hmm. one of the central guys there. And then now he's back and he's bigger than ever. And could not be a nicer guy. Like he was at at uh, Broski's wedding until we got to hang out with him a little bit in Vegas at New Year's. Cody Rhodes, one of the nicest human beings you'll ever want to meet. Like yeah, super nice. That's cool. Super engaging. Cares about your what you're doing. Your conversations. Yeah. And I've met him. You know basically i'd see him a couple times a year every year but like it's not like we were boys but yeah he ab- has it all right there which is incredible yeah, yeah. very nice guy wish him a lot of success i think he is he's are great. there two does dusty have two kids yeah and then the other one was gold dust oh that's right got a little sideways well, <laughs> yeah, got, got a little sideways that was all his idea that was all what was Vince Dustin's doing in that idea. era yeah, I think it was pushing the uh, pushing the envelope. Really was, really was. Yeah. Um, was stuff that Goldust wanted to do that never happened. That it's probably Goldust a good idea. Did not happen. Yeah. Um, is he still wrestling? That yeah. guy? He's in AEW. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, linebackers. And from there, 
we get to linebackers. Well, All right. they're kind of like wrestlers in some ways. Yeah. So great personalities. Sure. I'm wondering also if I need to push this for Bootsy, if he'd be a good professional wrestler, if I could get his physique in order. There's no uh, doubt. That his personality would be – at I least he'll like be a he manager. Could, he could be a manager. Yeah. And I feel like he could play heel and face. He could play both. Maybe he'll be a commentator. There you go. Didn't play. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Be a good, good future for him. All right. Linebacking core. This is going to return for the most part intact. Of your top four guys a year ago, you're going to bring back three, but one who would have been in your top four were it not for an injury. Uh, we're talking with Anthony Walker Jr. back with the Browns. Led the Browns with 113 tackles in 13 games. Led all linebackers with 701 snaps played. He's averaging nearly 109 tackles per season the last four years. He had a couple passes defense, a couple tackles for loss, a sack, tremendous leader. He was the number three coverage linebacker, according to Pro Football Focus, last year. He made big strides in that area, and that's huge. That's a big deal. Uh, but he's an outstanding leader. He talked to Jason Tarver, the Browns linebacker coach, about him. Outstanding leader, incredible work ethic, great mentor and role model, uh, zero complacency. They absolutely love him. He is back. And so he's your Mike linebacker. Your will is going to be J.O.K., the second-round pick out of Notre Dame, was the Browns' third-highest-graded defender at Pro Football Focus last year behind only Miles and Denzel Ward, the fifth-highest-graded rookie defender at Pro Football Focus, made numerous all-rookie teams, uh, 76 tackles, four passes defense, two forced fumbles, one-and-a-half sacks, three tackles for loss, and played 597 snaps. I think he is a star in the making. His speed, his just playmaking skills, Incredible. And so if there is one school of thought, well, why would they get a big guy in the middle of this defense? It's to occupy blockers, keep JOK clean so he can make more plays. Can that be accomplished in parts of the draft other than the second round? I believe so. Yeah. But if the guy in the second round is that good, maybe it's possible. But again, we think not not likely. Uh, so those are your top two. You bring back Sione Takitaki, was your starting Sam last year, 285 snaps, fourth most linebackers, core special teams guy. Uh, he had 44 tackles in 15 games, career high five tackles for loss, uh, one forced fumble and one fumble recovery. He is in the last year of his rookie contract, former third-round pick out of BYU. So that's the top three that was your top three last year. They're all back. Mac Wilson has been traded. And then there's Malcolm Smith, unrestricted free agent, the 10-year veteran, former Super Bowl MVP. He's been with the Browns each of the last two years. Would not surprise me to see him get added, you know, as we get closer to yep. camp again on a one-year deal. Last year played the third most snaps of anybody at linebacker, 425, 51 tackles, uh, five passes defense, two interceptions, which led the linebackers. So, he knows this defense. He knows how to play in uh, in this defense, and it would not surprise me at all to see Malcolm Smith back with the Browns when it all shakes out. But same time, this is a good room, and one of the guys they're counting on to do a lot more is Jacob Phillips, the third-round pick in 2020 from LSU. He has missed a lot of each of his first two seasons due to injury, uh, but he's a long and fast linebacker. He's flashed whenever he plays. Last year, four games, 123 snaps. 17 tackles, one sack, two tackles for losses, and three passes defense. In his only start, which was week 18 against Cincinnati, eight tackles, one sack, one PBU. In his only start of his rookie year, he had double-digit tackles in the game that clinched the playoff berth against yeah. the Steelers. So he could be the Mike of the future. He has got to stay healthy. That is the biggest thing. He's got all the ability. They need his availability. Uh, Elijah Lee, who's been a core special teams player, he's an unrestricted free agent. 
Also back, though, is Tony Fields, last year's fifth-round pick from West Virginia. He appeared in 10 games on teams, no defensive snaps. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, maybe he grows into a role and he does what Malcolm Smith did for you a year before while taking on a bigger special teams role for this team. And also here in the group, you've got Willie Harvey, who appeared in two games with the Browns in 2021, playing exclusively on special teams. Uh, he was with the Browns in 2019, active for a few games, and was on that reserve futures deal. So that's what you're looking at kind of right now in that linebacker room. And then I'm trying to see. I think Montrell is back with us right now. Not. So that's what you're looking at. He's, on a, he's an exclusive rights free agent that the team could opt to bring back should they want to at this juncture. They have not. But that's where you're looking in that linebacker room. Starters are all back from a year ago. The question right now for you is can Jacob Phillips take that next step? You currently have five here uh, in Walker, Uzu Kormoa, Phillips, Taki, Willie Harvey Jr., Harvey Jr. And uh, is that six? No. One, two, yeah, three. Yeah, five, right? Six. Fields, Harvey, Owusu Kormo, Phillips, Taki, Walker. We're likely to carry six. You're going to need more bodies in here for camp, obviously. Um, or we'll carry five. But you need those guys on special teams. But your top three are back. Phillips is expected to take a leap. And then you want to see what you got out of Tony Fields last year's fifth rounder. Bunch of really good football players in one who could be a superstar in JOK. JOK absolutely could be a superstar. He's, his, it was a rocket ship of a rookie season. Um, it felt that way when we drafted him, and then he went and played to that level on the field. And it was one of those things where when, when he was dropping in the draft, people were going, why is he drop? What is the deal? What's the problem? And thank God he did. Lands in our lap, and, and now he's here and, and looks to be the part of a super-duper star. And you think about the idea of with Denzel locked up and you think about the youth with Newsom and JOK and Miles and Denzel – and all of those guys being able to grow together, and there's others as well at the safety position with Delpit and Johnson and all that, to be able to all grow together at the same age and to now all be familiar with what you're trying to do defensively, you get that sorted out on the defensive front, everything in the back end is pretty well known. And let's not forget, we're a team that's going to play predominantly two linebackers yeah. on the field. And at times, one linebacker on the field when we're going to play some of that dime defense mm -hmm. that we do with where we'll go three corners, three safeties as well, one linebacker, and then your four guys rushing the passer. So not a heavy position, but one that's very important. But you're right, as you get these young guys in, staying in the same system. You know, Phillips has played in the same system for the entirety of his career, even though he has been injured. Walker will be a second year in the system. Taki's third year in the system. Wusu Koromoa, second year in the system, the entirety of his career. Same with Fields. So these guys have that, which I like that for them. I think that's an important thing uh, for the Cleveland Browns and their growth. One thing that I don't like, comes from Mr. Tom Bomb. And I have been a big – I think Tom Bomb's had some, some nice things to say in the past, but today he gets it totally wrong, and it's sad. It's sad for him. Uh, if I could thumbs down – that's what they need. They need a thumbs down button on tweets. I like that too. I like that too. I'm yeah. for that. I, uh, on your tweet, he said, as much as Bo Bishop and Nathan Gurr don't want to hear it, Browns Daily needs heel Gibbe to conk these two knuckleheads every time they go into the butchered Italian phrases. It's the audio equivalent of egg salad sandwiches. I mean, this is what I wrote back. I said, boo. And more like, boo. <laughs> it's not a butchered phrase. It's completely it's made completely up. It's completely made up. It's, it's your phrase. <laughs> Enjoy it, it, Tom it Bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's not butchered. It's made up. Oh, my gosh. Browns Therapy has me... As Elf throwing snowballs at Gibby with Connor laughing, Connor with the K laughing in the background. Wait, Brown's therapy's gotten a hold of Connor? 
Yes, he does. Let's go. Quarter zip. Quarter zip. Look at, a uh, nice khaki pant. A light suede. cream. Look like a suede. Look like a suede shoe. Suede. A suede ends, with a, ends with a vowel for sure. No doubt. There's no question. Connor is Connor. I'm not seeing that. Maybe I got it. I mean, it's unreal. It it's me as Elf throwing snowballs at Gibbe with with Connor with a K laughing behind me on Brown's therapy. Where That's, did he it's, get, it's elite. Get a photo of me. You ask the question. He knows he's the Brown's therapy. Apparently. That's how. Yep. I mean, he found Stevie intern Stevie. He found his image. Yeah, he found our intern. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, here it is. Oh man, you're right there supplying him, supplying it, supplying the snowballs. Really good. Like what's it was the kid's name? Mikey, little so Mikey. Good. That is so good. Oh boy. All right, lots of good stuff uh, coming up. We will go around the league. Second hour of the program, we'll get into the the back end of our defense, our corners, our safety rooms. That's coming up next. Uh, before I do that, though, I want to tell you about OBM. OBM is uh, Ohio Business Team. That's right. Copy provider of your Cleveland Browns. They have all the X's and O's for your office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com, and they will take care of you. Second hour coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Continue through our look at our defensive roster here. Give me the specialists as well. We did not do that yesterday. Um, I was watching the most recent episode of Winning Time yesterday, last night, um, in, be in between that and No Context Flare, um, mm. which is a, a big hit. I know you're not all the way cut up, but you have been, you're, you're watching some um, of it. Yeah, I think I'm three in. How many are, are you in? I think this was like probably six. this. This was probably the seventh. Six or seven. Right. I would so say I could get caught up. I this was the first trip to. They did the first trip to Boston. Okay. So they. You. This was Larry Bird has now been introduced. Can I just say okay? Because I saw. Yeah. A clip of. How, how can they do that? So. I, I realize he wasn't a the, handsome man, and he no, wasn't like no, he was the not. most athletic looking dude, but. Like he was also six nine. Well, they can't do anything with that. You find a dude who's six nine. Well, no, you can't because the magic John, the guy playing Mad, Mad, you can't. There's nobody who's charismatic as Magic, who's six nine as well. Like the actor they cast as Magic is not six nine. How tall is he? My guess is he's like six two. He looks kind of tall. Well, but they also get the guy. There's not a seven footer. The guy who's playing Kareem. They are. There are. These people are on the planet. No, they're not. You find them. Not that charismatic. Not like the I would have had my buddy. I have a buddy. Beat Bo Minister Box, 6'6". Six, six. I would have had him play Larry Bird. I'd have had Jimmy Boland, my buddy, who's 6'7", what walked on at BC. He could have played Larry Bird, like, better than this guy. This guy looks this like – This guy actually did a pretty good job of, like, with the mannerisms. Um, Quincy Isaiah is 6'3". All right. So that's right, pretty good. Right that's now – so they've cast everybody as small because they make well, Magic they actually can't. look tall. Yeah, yeah. So, well, but if he's – I mean, if if – if the if the actor's six three and everybody else is five ten five eleven, then you can buy that Norm Nixon is six two. Like that looks like there's that much sure, of a disparity. Sure. Like it feels like they're hitting it pretty good on that. I actually think from a casting standpoint, when you're casting people who are so known, they've probably done pretty well. You mean to tell me there aren't guys? Come on, you mean to tell me there aren't guys that aren't in like 
the G League or a development. Yeah, but you don't care about playing that in Europe. You're thinking that from the perspective of, from our perspective, worried about the basketball part of it. The vast majority of people that they're trying to get to this aren't people. You and I will put up with the basketball not being great. But I think there are a lot of charismatic good. athletes that could act. I don't know if they could. They act. If you bring in a hundred dudes who are six nine that can. Yeah, but you don't want six nine because he's got to be six three. Because the kid who they cast as magic is really good. No, but I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying to just have that person be magic. You're saying find some. Yes, because the guy who they cast kind of looks like young magic, and he behaves a lot like young magic. He's got the smile down, the laugh down. Like there's a lot of it. At church, they're laying hands on him. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think that there's a that they did a pretty decent job. Either way, so it's the first time they went to Boston. And so you get that, um, which was fine. But what the reason I was bringing this up is this was the first one where I felt like they kind of hit this last episode where it was actually interesting what was happening with, like, Magic and Kareem and that world. Connor with a K shaking his head. Like, this was, the, this was the first one where I was like, oh, this is what they were building towards. Like, there was some – it was kind of like, oh, now I'm interested in this storyline. Because before, there were, it didn't seem – like the, you know, they fought for the team, blah, blah, blah. This was the first one where I felt like they did that. But again, the overwhelming reason you're watching this, or at least that I find most interesting, is the Jerry Bust, Bust John C. Riley character. That's, He's the best. That's the best. He's the best. And if I was yes. thinking of because I saw that this was renewed for a second season, and I don't know how they're going to play this out. Because are they going to go all the way to the HIV announcement? Yes. Don't you think? If they can, but I don't know that all of that's going to be that interesting. Because what's making this interesting right now is there are a lot of things that aren't going their way that a lot of people didn't know. But once they get through this rough stretch, and by the way, I am not feel like I'm not giving a spoiler here, they win the championship. It's mashed potatoes and gravy, Marie, after that, yeah. Then it's all, it's all win-win. All we do is win-win-win no matter what for well, the rest of the time. 80s. Sure. And Bus becomes incredibly wealthy. Like, there aren't a lot of things that don't go his way down the stretch for the next decade. So I don't know how interesting that will be. So I was thinking about, the the what would make the perfect in sport and it's very clearly Jerry Jones it's the purchase of the Cowboys for 150 million it's the firing of Tom Landry it's the hiring of Jimmy Johnson it's people saying college guys can't do it and then Barry Switzer and then Switzer and, and then everything the else I mean yeah. that's the one isn't it that's the one that would have enough to it and enough of an iconic brand that yeah. would cross over a little bit Yes, agreed, agreed. But you, it's the ownership part of it that makes it interesting. That's where the you take is. John C. Riley off that show. I'm not watching it anymore. Agreed. Through three episodes. Yeah, I agree. not a chance. They crushed it. And by the way, there was a huge falling out between Adam McKay and Will Ferrell about this because Ferrell wanted to play Bus. Did you hear about this? Like they don't no. even talk anymore. So McKay and Ferrell worked together for years. Yeah. Farrell wanted to play Jerry Buss. Well, he would have been fine. McKay, I don't think he has the depth to play the uh, the dramatic side. You're not far enough in to see what's coming okay. from a dramatic side okay. standpoint. I mean, so far we're we're it's Ashley Schaefer BMW, and right? Having but the time of our lives. But it's you're yeah. More to come. Well, Farrell, hold on a second now. I don't think he's got the range. Hold on to play Buss. What was that movie he was just in with like the where like maybe Connor will have this at the ready? The movie that he was just in. Where uh, isn't Paul Rudd like his therapist and takes advantage of him? It's based on a true story. I didn't see it. You know, t- to me, he's Ashley Schaefer. I mean, he's that. He's no, Anchorman. He, he's, he's got no, 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 no. I don't know if he's got the chops to it play a It was called bus. The Shrink Next Door. Very serious. And he's like, he's serious. And he's got, he shows a lot of chops. 
Miskay was it was a very uh, a big fan of it. The, the other guy who did it was the the other guy who uh, tried to uh, for the part of bus was Michael Shannon, who was like the creepy Fed in remember that show on HBO Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. That guy, like they got it right with Riley. That's the right actor. <laughs> that guy, Michael Shannon. My favorite role of Michael Shannon is is from uh, the night before. He plays like a dealer. He's very good in it. It's Jerry. That's the one. Jerry in Dallas in 88, yeah, 89. Who would you want to play Jerry Jones? Oh, my gosh. I also think Adrian Brody's a tough cast because he's just like he's so he's just Adrian Brody. He Brody. agreed in the most recent episode. You finally see like, oh, this is who becomes Pat Riley. Like they really they underwhelmed on early Riley. And now he's more involved. Like, did he really like chop his house down? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, a lot. I mean, they literally introduced Bird with like the song they introduced Bird that's playing behind Bird is something like it's either like "Here Comes the Devil" or "Here Comes Satan." Like, it's something like that. Like they played it that way. Like that's how they're playing everything to an eleven. So that's they. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Who would you have play Jerry? Do you have somebody to get the ready? No, that could play that role. Mm -mm. That's the one, though. Maybe like the firing of Landry. Imagine that. Maybe like presidential era Bill, Bill Clinton could have played him. <laughs> Maybe. I do like the idea that you think actors and politicians can, or athletes and politicians can easily slide. Not into all acting. of them. Yeah. But I'm saying like we're putting out a casting call for a six nine. I don't think you want it, but you don't player. want to do that because then you got to cast everybody six nine seven foot. Fine. It's too hard. They're all over the place. No, they're not. How many six nine dudes you know? In your life, personally. Like, no person That aren't athletes. Well, that's why we're casting. That's why we're interviewing athletes. No, but I mean, even. That's I know, what I'm like, saying. You're saying they're everywhere. A, I don't think they are. A baker's dozen? You know, 13 guys, 6'9"? Probably. That's amazing. Well, I mean, yeah, I, like, at my high school, there were, like, three of them just in my high school. Went to college with a few of them. I've met a few through, you know, through the world, around town, yeah, out and about. I don't think I socialize with one. I I love it. I love it. Am I like at the top of your socialization? My, my brother's the same height you are. You'd be at the top. Yeah. yeah. I don't. There's I'm nobody. Just one other buddy, who's six five. Right. Yeah, that's it though. Do you do you socialize with people taller than you, other than Gibby? Minister Box. Minister Box is a little taller than. I Is he really? Yeah. It's interesting. He's, I always had him shorter six, without meeting him. I always thought he would be. No. Shorter. Tall man. Great Do the special steer. teams. The people are dying for it. <laughs> they are. They can't wait. Oh, boy. All right. Back. Long snapper. Meantime, Charlie Hewlett. I'm going to find an actor to play Jerry Jones. All right. Eight years out of Central Florida. Steady as they come in tremendous condition. I've seen him in there. We've got a couple of punters on the roster right now. Corey Bajorquez, who recently has kicked in the league. Joseph Charlton as well. Bajorquez hitting some bombs. Had one of the longest uh, gross averages in the league. Charlton. And then kicker, I think, is still kind of wide open. Chase McLaughlin, who kicked for us last year. He is back. Signed a one-year deal. Uh, but I expect competition to be added for Chase McLaughlin. Chris, you blew it, boy. Also still on the roster as of today for the Browns. So a couple kickers there. Uh, return game, it's easy. Jakeem Grant, Jakeem the Dream. All pro, pro bowler, six return touchdowns in his career. He scored a return touchdown four straight seasons with two different teams, Miami with the Bears, 
and now he comes here and I think adds a lot of juice in that return game for us. So I think we will have our best return game. We're one of the best coverage units in the league under Mike Prefer and have been just about every single year. So I expect that to continue. We got a punter who can put some boom in it. That's great. We've got to get this kicking thing sorted out. And I think that this is this is the issue that they have right now. This is the the issue is can we get a kicker that can compete with Justin Tucker, with Evan McPherson, and with Chris Boswell, just in our division, but two of the best in the game right now are Tucker and McPherson. We've got to find an actor to do that role. Oh, that would be that would be a great one. That would be a great one. Somebody, uh, Jeremy Akron says John Voight, but I don't know if it's like too old. too old at this point because you got to have somebody point. that can be. Yeah, you're you're young playing. Jerry. You got to remember you're paying. I'm interested in coming out of the oil fields, buying the Cowboys. Firing Landry. I'm talking 88, 89, Jerry. Tommy Lee Jones? Too old, too. Old. Too old, you think so? Too old, too. He's got to be approaching. He's got to be mid. I think it's yeah. You got to find somebody who's in his 40s to play young Jerry. You're talking 35 years ago. Oh, man. McConaughey. Too smooth. No, he could. Come on. Come on. I'll tell you, you could he do could it. He can do anything. I'll, no. <laughs> True Detective? Did he see True Detective? He could do anything. I don't think he could. I think he plays the same guy always. I'll tell you the guy who could do it is DiCaprio. DiCaprio could do it, but he's not going to do a series. But he could do it. DiCaprio could 100% do Young Jera. Yeah. DiCaprio. Come on. McCon I, let him at least audition. You're right. I think you're he's writing him off. He's got all the charisma in the world, but I think he's kind of always playing the same note. I think you're writing him off way too fast. Yeah, DiCaprio's the answer. Because he's got the southernness to him. That's part of DiCaprio it. DiCaprio can do an accent. <laughs> so, just so we're all clear, your your idea is we cast six, we find athletes who are six nine and try to make them actors. We, the, you feel like McConaughey from an acting range standpoint is greater than DiCaprio mm. because he has a southern a essence mm -mm, to him mm -mm, mm -mm. that already exists. You watched True Detective season one? I did. Yeah, okay, it was good. It was good. That's way. That's a completely different character than the cool guy that he plays in every. It's just a just muted. Is. It's just a. It's really muted, pensive version. I mean, yeah, and dark. There's some. Darkness. He's great in it. There's no question. He's great. But the but vast like, majority of think, him is kind of the same. Don't note. you think young Jerry is smooth that. and having the time of his life? That's why I think it's DiCaprio. DiCaprio can do that. McConaughey can't do that. Not like DiCaprio. He's not the actor. Doesn't have the range. I don't think. <laughs> Plus, I don't think he looks like Jera at all. Where DiCaprio kind of does. Young Jera. I need to see a picture of young Jerry before I can sign off on this. I mean, DiCaprio's great. Of course he is. Yeah, like, look at look at young Jerry. Young Jerry Jones. Like, at the time of purchase. Yeah, there's a – this isn't that far. That's not that far of a stretch for DiCaprio. A lot further – a lot closer than McConaughey. McConaughey's too dang good looking. He's way not too good DiCaprio's looking. Not good looking. He's not as good look. Not like the. Not like McConaughey. Oh boy, I don't. Yeah, we've got. I don't think the rails are long gone, buddy. Um, all right, we'll do. Uh, we're doing safeties. We'll do corners. We'll do both of the defensive positions on the back side of things. And these are really, really strong rooms Rough. over the course of the of, of 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 and not just for now, but for the future as well. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Your business is shopping for an enterprise operating systems partner, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I can tell you where to begin. My friends at EOX Vantage, they're data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team not only builds and installs your system, they act as ongoing tech support. So you're having a continuous improvement and support system. EOX Vantage is not tied to any single brand or hardware or software. You're getting a truly customized purpose-built solution along with a partner that will answer only to you. And EOX Vantage does not outsource all the operational expertise, proprietary solutions, and tech support come from one unified partner. See how companies have profited from hiring one fully objective operating systems partner at EOXVantage.com. Yes? All right. We got a couple. We got Jerry Necker, Christian Bale. Darren Carpenter says Bradley Cooper, but we've nixed him. Billy Bob Thornton, absolutely not. Too old. Uh, Mark Fry. Tell Bo every college basketball team has a doo-doo 6-9, and McConaughey is clearly the answer. Bo needs to eat his Wheaties. Dang, burn! Every college basketball team? <laughs> yes, they do. Can they all act? Whoever tweeted We only that? need to find one. We only need to find one who can act and front an HBO series. Jeez. Like, Why do you think? This I is just, back to your drillers like versus I think you're a heightist. You're I'm not a heightist. It, you're I just making think it sound preposterous that a 6 9 person could act. Because you're, you're, what you guys are missing is you're not just so, casting one. You have to cast a dozen who can act. You have to cast a dozen guys. There's only a couple that really need to act. No, you, Him, no, that's Kareem. not true. Because you, then you got to have Jerry West has got to cast. You have to cast somebody six six who's Jerry West. You got to cast somebody for the I entire I hated the guy roster. that was Jerry West, so I think he stinks. Okay, but you still have to find a bunch of guys that height. You're missing. John Barry that. would have been a perfect Jerry West. He's six four, six five. John Barry. Yeah. Put a wig on him. Put oh that wig God. on him. John Barry be killing it. Like the kid who played at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Jeez. He's a professional professional talker now. Uh-huh. He could have done it. Sure. Yeah, he'd be the one. That's sorted out. <laughs> there it is. Next. All right. <laughs> what else do you have? James the Rigger. I think this is pretty good. He says, what about Daniel Craig as a young Jerry Jones? Head shape, very similar, but he'd have to be able to go Southern. Could he go Southern? Yeah, I mean, he would definitely have, like, the devilish charisma that Jera has. Yeah. If he could do a Southern accent, that would be a good one. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's great. T. Gasordi, the Taylor Watson gang legend, he goes, which would be harder, finding six nine athletes and making them actors or finding deep core drillers? Somebody's, someone's paid attention to the show. <laughs> yes, bravo. You win. Winner. Winner. He wins. Yeah, the that wins. Uh, Brown's Therapy. I agree with Zagur on this. McConaughey could definitely play Jerry Jones in the Cowboys movie. He's got great range as an actor. Look at how handsome he is in the gif he put up. Like, that is too handsome to play Jarrah. I believe you, the word you used earlier was stunning. He is. I saw I saw him start the Daytona 500 like 15 years ago, and he did the all right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engines. All right. I went, all well, right. okay. Yeah, they just tip your hat and say, good job. I mean, what are you going to do? So according to the NFL on CBS. Okay. And a, snow, a slow NFL news day, although we're very you excited. The guys are back. The guys are back. We're going to talk about our second in a second. Ben McAdoo, the offensive coordinator of the of the Carolina Panthers, was doing an availability. Okay. He was asked if Sam Darnold is their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. He ain't. Quarterback, yes. End quote. One minute and 37 seconds later, he asked another question about Sam Darnold and, and being the starter. And he goes, that wasn't something I should have said. Let me grab the Let audio. Let me grab the I audio. Can, I, can I, can find it. I can find it. It's on NFL, at NFL on CBS's Twitter. <laughs> so somebody said, why did you, someone clearly motioned to him. Why or maybe he got slid a note, you know, when like, you get the, the, yeah. the note. 
So that I got it. Was I got it. All right, go ahead. All right, let's hear it. And you look at and Sam, you look at Sam as your starting quarterback. Sam is our starting, Sam is our starting quarterback. One of the things I've been working on is being better talking to you people. So, you know, announcing the starting quarterback here, I just put my foot in the mouth. So, that wasn't something I should have said. And you look at. So did he get did his phone blow up? Like was he was he zapped? Did they have like a zapper on him? That man went through an interview process and the New York football giant said, Yep, that's our man. That's our dude. That's our guy. Like he was in New York. Macadoo, Macadont. How were you not like prepared? Maybe he dropped a scottamooch on him. They said, We gotta have you in New York. Gotta have you. Oh my god. That's incredible. So oh, I'm curious. I'd like the I like the behind the scenes on that. How did it was it relayed to him that he should have, or did he have just a self realization? You know what? I'm not the head coach of this team. Right. I'm going to leave the uh, announcements and proclamations of who the starting quarterback is to uh, to that guy. That's amazing. That was pretty fun. That is pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, you want to do corners or safeties first? I don't know. Browns therapy. You've really gotten Browns therapy. He feels like with makeup, they could they could muddy the waters of of McConaughey's beauty. I mean, he'd have the charisma for sure. I just my fear with him is he's too charismatic. It's too much. Like if I were to go with adjectives for even, this program, charisma would be up there for Jerry Jones. It is. I've hung out with him. Very too charismatic. Much. It's too much. I mean, I think McConaughey's even too much. Like even in True Detective, there's still. What McConaughey has that would be a perfect fit is just the like, the the shamelessness and the brazenness of his charisma and his. What I say, the devilish charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has that. And that's Jarrah an important. That's an that important is. thing. That's an important yeah. trait that I don't know that can be manufactured. I don't know if that can. No, nah, like, you're born with it. Like, There's no question. You want to go out there and find a six nine guy to have brazen charisma, devilish charisma, and I'm saying <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that's I don't know possible. If that's possible. No. You got thirteen of them on your Rolodex, so see what it's, you can it's work a out. Really deep Rolodex. Yeah. Of of six nine friends. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do, safeties or corners? It's up to you. Let's do uh, – we'll do the corners. All right, go. Because we've got great news, obviously. Denzel Ward signing the big extension. And so for the Browns, this is a room of tremendous strength and tremendous continuity. And so you look at who are your top corners last year. Well, all four of them are back. Denzel Ward, number one corner. Greedy Williams, former second-round pick who started a bunch of games for you last year. He played very well. Troy Hill, who came in as your starting nickel a year ago, signed from the Rams after leading the NFL three defensive touchdowns the year before. Gritty guy, plays the run well. He had an excellent year. And then there's Greg Newsom, who was maybe one of the best rookies in the NFL last season. The 26th overall pick uh, out of Northwestern. He can play outside. He can play inside. So there aren't many teams that are bringing back all of their top four corners all of whom who played at a very high level. And I think Greedy stepping in, the interception he had against Minnesota to help seal that victory. Um, I thought he played very, very well, finally healthy, battling back from that shoulder injury. So you've got those four back. And then you also have A.J. Green, who I thought had a very nice season, the former undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State, who spent time on your practice squad a year before, finally gets in the mix this year. Picks off Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to be the last Cleveland Brown to ever intercept Ben Roethlisberger. That's a fact on his resume uh, in that game in Pittsburgh. So this is a room that you feel great about. 
your top five are all back because I, I really think A.J. Green was your fifth corner last year. Think about when he stepped in and played well, had the ridiculous call against him against the Chargers where he's playing great defense on Mike Williams. Uh, but all five of those guys are back. And then Herb Miller, who's a second-year player that spent a lot of time on the active roster and the practice squad, he's back. So you've got six guys in that cornerback room right now. You're five. Like, I don't see a corner making the roster that isn't among – if we keep five, like – I feel like we know who those five are, barring yeah. an injury. That's a great position to be in if you're the Cleveland Browns. There can't be too many better situations at corner in the league. Than I this don't one. believe so. No, I mean Not with this type of depth of talent. Mm -mm. And you have like they're all young. The Ward's twenty four. Greg Newsom's twenty one. AJ Green is twenty three. Greedy Williams is twenty four. I mean, you've got four guys here, and then if you throw Herb Miller, who's your fifth, the only one that's old is Troy Hill's thirty. Herb Miller's 24. So of your six corners, five of them are 24 or younger. You've got Newsom, who's going into second year, is 21. I mean, this is a great, great room, a great spot to be for the Cleveland Browns right now. And, of course, you'll always add to this room because you can never have enough corners. But you want to have five that you feel good about. And, like, we have those pre-draft today. That's a great position. I think if um, the one guy who – you kind of got a reminder of last year when healthy with, with what he could be was greedy. Like he, I, he still has a chance to be special. And you think about the idea of in of consec of drafting in a, in a certain time period, a very short time period, Denzel greedy Newsom. That's pretty ridiculous to have all those guys locked in. And now Denzel locked in long-term really you, remarkable. It is incredible. And you think about greedy who, was a press man corner, but is also a very good cover three corner. We play a ton of cover three. We play a ton of cover four. That takes advantage of his height, his length, his vertical speed. Uh, you've got our our slots are both guys who are very comfortable going north-south, but also east-west on a lot of the crossing routes yeah. when we play some of those combinations uh, and do play some man when we blitz. And then Denzel's as good as it gets on the outside. So you are loaded in the sense that you have not only the flexibility to play a traditional nickel where you could go two ways, right? In traditional nickel, you could have Denzel's going to be outside. You're going to have either Greedy outside with Greg inside or Denzel and Greg outside with Troy Hill inside. Or you can play a dime where you could have Denzel and Greedy outside, Newsom and Hill inside. I mean, you can match up with all of these passing attacks in the NFL because both Newsom and Troy Hill also play the run very well. This is, it's an incredible, credible room. It's got incredible coaching with Jeff Howard and Brandon Lynch. They are in great, great hands in terms of the scheme, in terms of the technician, in terms of the leadership, all of it. Uh, this is one of the reasons in the modern NFL, you've got to be good at this spot. The Browns are, we'll get the safety room. They're darn good there too. It's, it's really remarkable what's happened. You're, you're, I'm left speechless because you look at the drafting, the acquisition, like the fact that you can go into a draft and you don't need you, – you want to talk about most, most important possessions of football, quarterback, pass rusher, corner, and then what well, way you go, Yep. whether it's receiver, yep. tackle, whatever. But like to not have to worry about these for a long time, it's, you're going to be able to just draft for – draft elite players sometimes you don't even have to draft for a position of need because there aren't that many but you're going to be able to consistently buoy this roster over the next few years because of what's happened here the last three years it's, yeah it's stunning when you and, and at corner i think it really it's really shining through just how strong it is we'll do the back end coming up next cleveland Browns daily 850 espn cleveland <laughs>
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, they'll be part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. And now we shift to the safety room as we take a look at things as the guys reporting today. And again, guys, I think at this point we know, but sometimes we just reiterate, right now it's not a whole lot going on. They've reported. There are meetings. They're working out. Sure. But they're not on a field. You're not missing anything. Oh, and it's exciting. There's buzz. This is yeah. the first official day of the 2022 Cleveland Browns. So, that yeah, that's fun, but... Yeah, there's not not a ton, not a lot to report. Now we'll get no. to hear from, uh, I believe Kevin Stefanski and select players tomorrow, oh. so that'll be fun, and and we'll go from there. All right, we're talking safeties now. The back end of this defense, your top three. Guess what? Same top Same. three from a year ago. So if you think about it, once you get out of the Ronnie front four, back. I might have been in the Bahamas when that happened. Yeah, I may have missed. That, that was sweet getting him back. It made me yeah, mad. this is a real opportunity for Ronnie, and I hope that he can take advantage of it. Coming back to the Browns, I think it surprised a lot of people that he he is back with the Browns, but it makes a lot of sense. The guy was a dynamic playmaker two years ago. Last year had some struggles here and there, but hopefully he can get back to that form. But you're thinking John Johnson, who was great over the second half of the season a year ago. You're talking about Grant Delpit, who's now going to be in his second year in the league, and and I love what Grant Delpit brings to this football team. Uh, I think that he's a guy that has an opportunity to be a real star. And now Ronnie's back. Now, the one guy that we haven't talked about that played, a, I think, a pretty integral role for you in the back end of this defense, especially when there were some injuries, was MJ Stewart. He's now in Houston. But other than that, your top five corners and your top three safeties are back. And then Rich LeCount is back as well, who was, you know, the captain at Georgia, um, a guy incredibly popular in the locker room. He's got to continue to get better, had a nice preseason, but really didn't see much of him in the season last year. And then Nate Metters. Uh, who was a first-year player out of UCLA, is on the roster as well, spent time on the practice squad, and signed that reserve futures deal. So he is with the Browns. Um, and that's your safety right now. you got five of them in there, but you've got – you could run it right now. You could go – you're back – like if you keep 10 DBs, I mean, you could run it right now. you got John, Ronnie, yeah. Grant, and LeCount at safety – and then you've got on the your, the six corners that are currently here. Now, I think they will add to the room. Um, you know, I could see a middle-round draft pick going towards a safety. But I think that for the Browns right now, they're in a, they're in a very good spot at both of those positions. Jo- very good. And John was John was so much better the second he half of the season. He was great the second half of the compared season. Compared to the first, yes. where he was in a more natural position. Um, I, I do wonder, too, if this will be the year that Delpit explodes. I think so. It feels I'm like excited it, right? about it. Yeah. yeah. And I know that internally there is a lot of excitement about Grant Delpit and what he, they think that he can be with the full year under his belt. Saw as he played faster as the year went on. You know, the ability that, that Grant displayed allowed them to move John closer to the line of scrimmage. As you mentioned, that kind of started with that Cincinnati game. He ended up getting a pick and having his hands on the ball multiple times. Yeah. Um, that is, that I think is one of the reasons why this defense took off, and I think it's going to continue to. I mean, over the back, the back last ten games of the season, the defense was elite. Yep. I mean, you had the one hiccup in in New England, nothing went your way, but other than that, they were very good. And we've pointed out many times if we scored twenty points a game as an offense, just twenty, 
we would have been in the playoffs. We would have won our division, but we were not able to do that. And so this is, I think we've addressed the offensive side, but the defensive side, you have, you've got a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming back. What do you think Joe Woods wants to be in primarily? What, what, what grouping? Nickel and dime. No, but does he, does, do you look like we talked a lot about the three safety look? Yeah. Um, that, that with one or two line, two linebackers and three of those. What, what, what no, we, I think he wants to, he doesn't do, he, we haven't done a ton of big nickel, which yeah. would be where the third safety plays nickel, which we've seen previously here. He wants to be in, in either your standard nickel or your dime. So in the dime, it would be the, so from a positional standpoint yeah. in, in the, in the nickel or dime, it would be Walker J O K at the linebackers in nickel in the nickel. And yep. it would be the two safeties, yep. Delpit and and uh, Johnson, John. and then the three, the corners across. Which could be two ways. It could be Denzel Greedy with Greg inside, or it could be Denzel Greg with Troy inside. So that would be the nickel. The dime would be Walker would probably come out, Owusu Koromoa would stay on, and you'd bring the extra linebacker would be Ronnie playing that third safety. Or it could be John if you wanted to get him close to the line of scrimmage, or even Grant on some of those to blitz. I asked that because it, I think what it does is it illustrates the versatility that we have at our disposal, mm-hmm. and we have a lot. Yep, There's a lot of ways that you can skin the cat with this position groupings, and a lot of these guys, folks, whether you're thinking about JOK or Anthony Walker uh, to Ronnie to Grant to John, uh, all of the, most of these guys are, from a, are in a similar build standpoint. They're all similarly size, height, weight, pretty close. About same height. They're all bigger. They're all six one, six two. They're all two twenty eight. I mean, they're all in that vicinity. And you may think this is silly, but it's reality. With the new numerical breakdown of NFL, they're harder to identify. No doubt about it. They certainly are are harder to identify. They look similar. They can move similar. They're able to go around and create different looks who's dropping who's not is it middle field open is the middle field a close are we buzzing somebody somebody blitzing so yeah there's a lot and what you're looking for remember when we talked to kurt warner about it just that one second of post snap confusion if you can cause that one second of post snap confusion you have an opportunity to make a big play on defense and that's what the browns are certainly going to try to do and i think this back end of this d is as talented as any back end in the league honestly i agree I mean, it's certainly it's in the discussion. If it's not the most talented, it is. It's absolutely in the discussion for that. That's why we it's need to deeper get deeper at the very least. There's no way that there's one deeper than this one in the back end, where people feel that good about their top eight DBs. I don't know that there would be. No. I really don't. I mean, your third safety is Ronnie Harrison. Yep. Which is good. Now, That's look, pretty good. Now again. Ronnie's got a lot to prove, right? We've saw flashes does, of greatness, we've seen, but we've seen we've seen it in 2020. We saw a tremendous season from Ronnie Harrison. I hope we could see more of it because I liked it. I mean, your fourth, your your third and fourth corner is greedy, and it's greedy and Troy Hill. Like it's just an incredible, That's ridiculous, depth, yes, depth at the position and yep. and defensively, it it really just comes down to, um, you know, it's a pretty straightforward thing, and it's just do you get somebody opposite Miles? And then you need one more guy in the middle. Probably you're going to add, a, you know, a couple of guys, but you need you need somebody opposite Miles, and hopefully that's Jadevian. If that's Jadevian Clowney, and you get somebody in the middle, that defense has got everything you need. Well, suddenly you get Clowney, you get Winovich, and a, a, a passing. And we let's say we drafted an edge, a stud at the, in the second round, one who can have inside outside versatility. Heck, we could go with some. This is the thing people I don't think are thinking about. And third down, obviously, there's no reason why we can't play four. DNs, put them all out there together. Yeah. You can kick Miles in, you can kick Clowney in, 
You can kick maybe one of the guy that we draft in. If it's, you know, Logan Hall, if it's a Drake Jackson, guys who have that inside out, Josh Pascal, who have that inside out versatility. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're getting after you. Our corners can play. We've got linebackers, safeties who can run and cover. Like we should be very difficult to deal with. And we're built both offensive. I think offensively we're built to be incredibly explosive. We're built to hold a lead because of our ability to be able to run the ball. And you're still going to have to play light boxes because if you don't, we have the most accurate passer in the history of the league throwing the football. So you try to play zones and stack the box or we're going to beat you that way. And then our defense is built to pin its ears back and get after you. We still need some more talent up front, but on the back end, I think it is tremendous. Jeremy Renner for young Jera. I've never heard him do a Southern accent. The look would be similar. Yeah, I could see, I could see, I could see that. Jared passing that along to us. I mean, he's tremendous in, uh, I really enjoyed his work in, in all the Marvel films and he was just in, um, well, he's incredible in the town. Hawkeye. You loved him in the town. Love him in the town. Yeah. He's good as Hawkeye. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. know about the Southern. You got to have to have that Southern devilish career. He's kind of got the, the face. He's got the face. Yeah. He's got the face. Good call. I like that. We're, we'll, we'll explore that. We'll workshop that. Yeah. We'll workshop that. Who right. are getting to back us on this? Is this our production? Have we just come up with this? Well, we're going to need source material. And I think actually the guy who did the Showtime book, Jeff Perlman, I believe he wrote a book on this era of Cowboys. There you go. So there you go. There you go. Feels like you got that's the one. Yeah. You know, that's the one. You the do. Niners would be an interesting one with the Bartolo and all the craziness. What era? That that decade. Like, because you'd want to see Bill the, Walsh and then Joe and then Joe he, getting thrown out for Steve Smith. I'm for Steve Young. Steve yeah, I wish it was Steve Smith. I'd be more. <laughs> I'd be happier about that. When did when did the DeBartolos buy the Niners? Because that would you go. You'd want the I think that's what's cool about this is the the ascent of it. So he bought the Niners. Twenty-three. He owned the Niners for twenty-three years, five Super Bowls in fourteen years. Um, let's see, when did he buy them? That should be the first thing. In ninety-one, he agreed to sell the Penguin. That's not it. That ain't it. No, nope. Youngstown guy. Career. Blah blah blah. DeBartolo. And uh, during his nineteen seventy-seven, so okay, the Niners won an unprecedented five Super Bowls. You got Walsh. George so that would Seifert. probably be the hiring of Walsh. Yeah, is what that would be, and he was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. <laughs> Under Sam Weish, yeah, that would probably be the that'd be the you'd, move. You'd pick it up there. The yep. drafting of a uh, uh, a smallish quarterback out of Notre Dame mm. in the third round, mm -mm -mm. and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, a couple of good ones there. We let's cast one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. One at a time. We'll cast one at a time. Still, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Runs Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, what do we got tomorrow? We've got some availability. We got some players. We got coach. You'll be monitoring this. I will be uh, in the Southland tomorrow. I'm sorry. I know, man. It's like that we're never all together. It's very sad, but uh, hopefully we will be again. We will be again Soon. shortly. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Tomorrow, yeah, we've got uh, Coach Svansky's address media, some players. Uh, I, I believe we will have a player in studio for everybody, and and uh, we'll, we'll get to casting our next big big series. That's going to be a huge success. Another 
another huge success we're gonna cast i look forward to that i love i look forward to that with you and gibbe uh breaking down the uh the that's gonna pause until you return yeah pause until you return. when will there be um some that's a good one uh the like the right hand guy from uh game of thrones to play jerry like khaleesi's right hand man until he wronged her which one the first one who was cool or the second one who was a little dweeb no 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 not her um not like that guy the guy who was like her who was with her the whole way and then he betrayed her remember jorah mormont yeah that guy i mean okay british dude very yeah he, he has a sense of regality about him yeah there is there's no doubt 90 i like all of it let's go Kyrie Irving got paying fifty grand for saying you're number one to a Clippers fan, or uh, rather not, not saying, uh, but what would non-verbally saying you're yeah. number one to a Celtics fan. Kyrie Irving fifty grand for that. Didn't Eli Manning do that? And he, I don't remember. Did he get fined? I don't remember if he did or not. Yeah. Then I feel like Rogers. By did. the way, I've never liked Kyrie more than when he played here, than when he leaned into it. Oh, me too. Is that I'm tonight? That. Is game two tonight? No. Uh-uh. I think what? No, it's that crazy thing where they, you know how they do the first round. It's like four days between games stuff. What? What? I think it's like Wednesday. Oh, man. I was like super excited to see it, to watch that today. No. That's actually, I was like, I was going to make sure I was able to see it. You're going to catch up on on, uh, on winning time, I think, is what you're going to do. Uh, yeah, tonight you've got Hawks Heat. You've got Timberwolves and Grizzlies. And you've got, which that'll be fun, but that that was an NBA Weren't TV. Hawks, Heat, and, and New Orleans, Phoenix the same day as Yeah, but they're going to want to make sure that, that the they're going to time it up to where Celtics Nets plays next Sunday, too. So they'll probably play them Wednesday, and they'll play game Ugh. three in Brooklyn on Sunday. Pelican Suns in the late game. Let's see. Yeah, yeah Nets-Celts is tomorrow at 7. That'll be, uh, and with the TNT crew, you get Chuck with that? That's gold. All right. That's going to be very, very good. All right. Uh, we are back tomorrow. The next level is coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.